And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's the little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Visit DirecTV.com. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Seven fifty-five is real with David O'Brien and Eric O'Flaherty is on the air now. Welcome back to Seven Fifty-Five is Real, presented by Tops. Check out Tops Project Seventy, celebrating seventy years of Tops baseball cards, the finest baseball cards ever made. Tops. What's going on, Eric, with my co-host, Eric O'Flaherty, former Braves reliever. You guys know him. I'm David O'Brien, Braves right for the Athletic. Sorry, I didn't introduce myself. Uh, I'm Eric, Arch, man. Games are wearing me out. How about this, man? How about the how about the Bravos? Shutting yeah. some people up, aren't they? Yeah, they are. Everybody yeah. thought they had no chance against the Dodgers. Ah, Some of us picked them. I didn't I feel didn't great about so. it. I feel pretty good about it now. I mean, it's going to be tough going to L.A., they always struggle playing there, but I mean, the yeah. two game lead, you know, the good thing is, you know, it's coming back here no matter what. And if you can yeah. squeak one or two out, if you squeak two out, it's over. If you can squeak one, yeah, you just got to win one at home, two games. Yeah. That's, that was the important thing I thought about winning both those at home, because like you said, they have, they've been played terrible here for really for uh, about a decade, <laughs> but, Yeah, but uh, for about eight years or whatever, it's lost seven or eight in a row now, what 11 out of 12, um, they just have not played well here. And, but at, at the same time, this is an entirely different team. And most of these guys have no idea about that, that streak here or, or, or do they give a shit about what happened here before? So, but it's going to be a cauldron, man. Um, but I really like the fact that they won the first two at home without using Charlie Morton. Mm-hmm. Cause that was the worry when they moved Charlie to game three, which I liked him pitching at Dodger stadium, but, that matchup didn't look very good, Scherzer and Ian Anderson. And you win that game. So now you got Charlie going against Bueller, which is a nice matchup. But I would not have liked Bueller against Ian Anderson at Dodger Stadium at all. No, no. And I didn't. I mean, who would have thought you could have got two or three innings out of Ian Anderson against Scherzer yesterday and even talked about a win? Yeah. Two you know, three, he went. Ian didn't have his stuff. You would have thought it would have taken his best start to, yeah. to go toe to toe with him, but you know, Scherzer said after the game, his arm was dead. And yeah, it's different pitching that pitching that ninth inning, especially in the playoff game. You know, I just don't think he bounced back the same, and that's tough too because you know, a lot of times a guy will tell his manager he can do it, but you don't know your arm's dead till you, you till yeah. that first throw, and then it's too late. Yeah, and I think Scherzer, you know, he's a warrior, all the cliches. It's true, but he's like 30, whatever he is now. He's got a lot of miles on that arm. And he's not the same guy he was five years ago when he probably thought he could do anything, you know. Yeah. Pitch on short rest, close one game, start the next, all that. But he's not 28 years old, man, when when he probably could have done all this. So, and, and I think we saw some vulnerability there. And, uh, yeah, but for Ian Anderson to give up a two-run homer on the, what, first pitch to Will Smith, the second batter to be down yeah. – to be down first pitch to Seeger, yeah. I mean to Seeger, to be down two zero after two two batters into the game, I did not feel good about their chances at that point. No, and you know the good news is it seems like Ian always struggles in that first inning, kind of getting yep. his feet going. Kind of Tom Glavin. 
I mean, he was like six pitches into the game and down two nothing. And that was a bomb too. And that, that goes back to what I've been talking about. You know, four or five years ago, that first pitch breaking ball was a free strike. Yeah. So your hits at 400 feet. You know, it's just, it's just different. Guys are ready to hit now. But he kind of settled down and at least found a way to battle through three. It scared me a little bit when they took him out early because yeah. I knew that the, the, the bullpen's been – they've been pitching a lot every game. And you're going to have to go to some guys yesterday that you didn't necessarily – have a hundred percent trust in, and they were able to do it. And those guys delivered too, Webb and, and Martin. Yeah. That was a huge, uh, overlooked development yesterday was, was Webb or well, Webb pitched well, but Martin, that's the best Martin's looked in a long time. Yeah. And he didn't even make the roster for the division series. That's how bad he had been. So for him to come in and pitch a one, two, three inning and look closer to his old self than what he had been this year. That's potentially huge for them, not just yeah. in this series, but if they're fortunate enough to move on another seven game series to add, to be able to add that arm to the three or four guys that you can count on pretty significant. So that was, that was the positive development out of, out of, out of Ian Anderson leaving after three innings. Yeah. It gives yeah. up three walks, three hits and only gives up two runs, no more runs in three. So that's pretty good of him to be able to get through three and not give up any more runs. And Seager's killed yeah. the Braves for two back to back. In LCSs, he has killed him. But fortunately, not been, nobody else has killed him this year that also hurt him last year. I'm telling you, man, it's it's the guys like Jock and Kike that they don't they don't have that. Yeah, you know, I mean, Jock came up with that big homer last night, four fifty off the chop oh house. My God, one hundred twelve miles an hour off. It was a third or fourth, both in length and exit velo off Scherzer in the Statcast era. Third and fourth highest, yeah. our longest and highest velo. And you don't care. You know, he says his arm was tired after the game. You don't care if you're buddies with him. You're letting him know next time you see him. How about the foul ball in the previous at bat? My well, that's God. What I, it felt like he was going to do something that game. Yeah. And I, yeah. I felt like it, too, just knowing that, you know, even like for me, when I left the Mariners, I didn't really leave on sour terms. I just sucked and they released me. Right. But anytime you go back to a team that didn't necessarily want you back, that any player who says there's not a little bit of, you know, just a chip on your shoulder and wanting to prove something yeah. to them and, and do a little something extra against them, you know, they're lying. And I, I, I felt like that before the series started, like Jock's going to want to do something this series and show them that they should have kept him on that team. Yeah. Cause they wanted him back, but only in the same role he was in a platoon role. And he thought yeah. at this point I've earned the right to be able to play every day, at least show that I could do it. So that's why at he least try jobs. And my God, he is just, the the clutch gene is real, man, and it is not taught. You are born with that shit, and he's doing it again. This is yeah. six postseason that this guy <laughs> yeah. has done this. It's crazy. Yep. He just gets up there, and it's like he is enjoying the tension and the pressure that other people are like, oh, my God, this is tense. He revels in it. Yep. Like he relaxes in it, or he gets so jacked up but in a good way that he doesn't get nervous. He gets just pumped. Yeah. He's something then, else, man. You know, you build momentum in any type of scenario like that. Like for me, it yeah. was always Philly. When we go to Philly, all the pressure was off me because for whatever reason, I just always dealt there. I always pitched yeah. well. So when we roll into town, I could come in bases loaded, nobody out. And I was like, shit, the way things are going, I'll probably yeah. find a way to get out of this. You know, and I think that's kind of how the postseason's gone for Jock in his head yeah. now. He's just, he's like, I just rake in the postseason. So much confidence. Yeah, and all that confidence is so is there. mental, man. It is. is so much mental. And you can see it with Austin Riley. The mm -hmm. season he had 
he has built his confidence up now that being in a postseason, it's not going to change that. He knows he's good. He knows he could hit the best pitchers because he did it during the regular season. So why shouldn't he now? And it's carried straight over. He, he had the like big knockoff Trinan. Took Trinan deep last year, faces him again this year. Yeah. You know, you're going to have that confidence. And, yeah. you know, Trinan tried to go something else and get him with the slider. He's ready for that too. He crushed that ball off the center field wall last night. That was, yeah, that was something. So Jock, Rosario, and Riley. Big knocks. Big knocks, man. It's funny because you the four newcomers, the outfielders that they got, the celebrated outfielders, Soler and Duvall carried this team a lot for a month or two, Duvall especially, and Soler in the leadoff spot. Now those two have taken a back seat. Soler because he's on the COVID list, Duvall because he's just not doing much right now. Yeah. The other two guys have stepped to the four. Rosario was hurt for like the first five weeks they had him. Yep. He was still on the aisle recovering from the oblique. And – and uh and, and and who who who's the other one? I'm just thinking, I just said his name. Who else of the four? Oh, a jock and jock had yeah. been relegated. Jock had been relegated to a uh yeah. bench roll and a platoon roll because after after leading off initially, Rosario came in and started raking. So Jock was he was just pinch hitting and not playing much for a while. So now those yeah. two guys are stepping back up, and the other two guys have are in the shadows because Solaire's not even playing right now. So it's really funny, but between the four of them. They have been so instrumental in all that the Braves have done for the past three months. Just yeah. huge. Yeah, and it's, you know, I mean, that's what's that's what's important about a team and having lots of guys that want to be in that moment. You know, with with Freddie struggling the first two games, other guys stepped up and got big hits and they found a way to win. You know, I mean, I saw people torching Freddie, you know, for, for struggling for two games. I'm like, if right. he doesn't hit that home run off Hater, right. you got to go back and face Corbin Burns in Milwaukee. I don't and, like that setup. And and the knee jerk reaction is, oh, he's hurt again. Is he hurt again? The, have the bone spurs come back again? So wait a minute. He hit the home run, and then the bone spurs grew. Come on, <laughs> man, that's just ridiculous. He's slumping. He's struggling, and he's just as liable to go three for four with the home run tomorrow in, against the Dodgers as he is to go over four. That just yep. that's Freddie. He's not going to stay down for long. I mean, but and it, it, it's not yeah. the first time I mean, in his career that he struck out seven times in a row. It's the third time, you know. It happened. Oh, and he just he just missed that ball off Urias last night. He almost hit an opposite field homer. Yeah. But I'm seeing a I'm seeing a question from James Brown. Are the Dodgers really attacking Freddie perfectly? Or is Freeman really struggling? You know, I think it's a mix. Um he's yeah. had some tough matchups. You really know, look at the pitches. guys he's facing that lefty for the Dodgers. Them. Yeah. They they're are, focused. and they're not gonna let him beat him, and they're locking in. Right. You know, he's he's had to hit off a Kniebel. And then he faced Brule. Then he faced Vesia, that lefty. Two nasty lefties. Yeah. And then I think he struck out against either, I think maybe training or something like that. But if you look at the guys he's faced, he's yeah. faced really nasty the pitchers. Best. He hasn't gotten to look at anybody twice unless it was the next day. Um, but he does, you know, I mean, I've I've never seen some of the swings he was striking out on. Yeah, missing you know, by he, a lot. Missing by a lot and looking off balance, but – I mean, I just think it's so important to remember that baseball is a hard game and he can get into a little funk and he can get right back out of it. Right. We're just celebrating him three games ago, you know? That's I what mean, I'm saying. MVP, uh, you know, the chant is name. And now they're like, oh, Freddie's hurt again. He's not hurt, you know? Come on. No, right, just a couple bad games and some really tough matchups. Dodgers got a nasty pen, and that's all he's been seeing. But thank you for the question, soul brother number one, godfather of soul. It's an honor to have you here with us. Watching. Yeah. <laughs> um. Freddie, it, th 
the, on the positive side of this, the Braves are two games are up 2-0 on the Los Angeles Dodgers with Freddie Freeman yep. 0 for 8 with seven strikeouts. If you'd have told yeah. me that three days ago, I'd have said, you are shitting me. You're high. That is not going to happen. I mean, no. this guy's – it's like Jock said last night, the beauty of this team, they're all pulling on the string together. The beauty of this team is that somebody knew almost every night, and there's not one or two guys that have it on their shoulders that if they fail, the team's going to fail. And that's yep. the way it was in the last in the in the past. If Acuna and Freddie were hurt and are struggling, there wasn't much chance they were going to beat a team like the Dodgers. But look at last night. Acuna's out. Freddie's done nothing so far in this series, and they're up 2-0 against the Dodgers. Yep. With two walk-off wins by Austin Riley and Eddie Rosario, and then Jock Peterson's heroics so far. I mean, you know, I'd like I would not like to sit at a blackjack table with Rosario and Ron Washington because they do some crazy shit. I guarantee it. <laughs> How about Ozzy and and Rosario last night? Those base running that was and, huge. And Rosario Wash, was a little wild though. I don't know if those were the right moves or not, but they worked. They worked. And Wash is just does not give a shit, man. He's <laughs> like, I'm sending them. I'm sending them. <laughs> and he looked gold last night. They don't win if he's not that aggressive. They don't win. Nope. Nope. Rosario, everybody's talking about how Sousa, I saw this on I saw it on ESPN and then me network saying Sousa guys got a great army, made a great throw. He did not make a great throw. It bounced twice. Did they not see that it ball? Bad. It bounced twice from shallow right field. How is that a great throw if it bounced twice? He got rid of it quick. It was bounced twice. But that know, but slows it, the ball down when it bounces twice. I get that. I get that. But he got rid of it quick and it was online. Yeah. If he throws a laser, no short hop, just throws it and catches him in the chest. There can be better throws. But Eric, from where he's at in right field, shouldn't he be able to get that ball to him in the air? He should one hop it. Yeah. But shouldn't it, it he shouldn't be able to get twice. it to him in the air? Yeah, he's he should. A shallow right field. But but he rushed because he had to run. He okay, had to run. If, one, if he one hops him, he's out. He's, he's out. Yeah. He's out. But he had to run. He had to run however many, what, 40 feet to get it. Rosario's fast. He doesn't know Rosario held up. So he just grabs it and gets rid of it as quick as he can. It's a tough play. I'm not, I'm not going to bash the guy saying it's just this miserable It was not a good throw. throw. They said it was it's a great not perfect. throw. It's not a it's great It's not perfect, but it's not terrible. Throw. Come on, man. He got rid of it quick. I'm not, not going to bash him And it that. was online, and it was yeah. thrown hard, but it bounced twice. And when you hit the grill, real grass, it's not artificial turf, it's no. going to slow down, and it slowed down. That, but he and got then rid Rosario, of it quick. and if Rosario doesn't make a great slide, he's out. A lot of guys yep. go in with that hook slide. Or they slot head first, just diving. He goes. Well, but in. that's the difference. If he the gets veteran. it right there, he's it's a, a great throw. He got rid of it quick, hosed him at home, saved the game. He's a hero. He's a veteran, you know? and he made a veteran slide where you go past the bag, reach with your hand, and get yeah. it. That was a veteran slide. That was a great it, slide. So it it took a perfect slide for him to be safe. I can't bash the throw. Yeah, on a shitty throw. <laughs> he's out by five feet if he's if it's online and, and not didn't bounce twice. He's right online, right online. Okay, and how about Ozzy? How about Ozzy? There one second, everybody's like, why didn't he get to second? Because he should have been to second on that on that hit that that he, that uh his RBI hit. He just didn't get to second. You know, I think he judged it wrong or whatever, but he didn't get to second. So he makes up for it by scoring from first base on the on the double. I mean. He was hauling ass too, he man. Was flying. You see him knock his helmet off. He's like, "Get this thing out of my way." <laughs> <laughs> that little yeah. dude can run, and he cut those corners perfectly too. 
and Wash sent him. And if <laughs> Wash, Wash would have, I think if Wash would have fell up the stop sign, I don't even know if Ozzy would have seen it. Couldn't have stopped. He was going. He wasn't looking. I like it though because for me, that's you know, I know a third base coach will get blown up like Nevin send in. I think he sent Judge on that ball and yeah. he got thrown out at home. And Wash got blown up early this year a couple of times too. But not I, long ago. My mindset is make them make a throw. Yeah. You know, yep. If, yep. every time make them make a throw, make it be online, make the catcher pick it, make them get the tag down, make them hold on to it. The whole thing. Yeah. I like aggressive base running because as a pitcher, I can't tell you how many times you get that play that, yeah. you know, Rosario scored on. You're like, you know, he's going to be out by a mile. You know, yeah. the guy probably shouldn't even go. And you look, they got him, but the throws three feet up the line. The guy didn't have to slide. You know, I, I love the mindset of making them make a play and putting pressure on them. And that's what the pressure did. That's why Sousa's yep. perfect because there's a rush on him. He had to get rid of it. I mean, I'll give him credit. He still got it online and almost got his ass. But that pressure right there is why I like how Wash just sends dudes and takes his chances. And you know now the Dodgers, and know it, they know that the Braves are going to go pedal to the metal, balls to the wall. Yep. And you know in the back of their minds when there's a ball hit to the outfield – there's no, they know, there's no question Wash is sending the guy. Got to get rid of They've it. They've got to hurry. Yeah. So they are more prone to make a mistake, a little mistake, yep. than they are if they're like, oh, is he going to send him? They, they know that he's going to send them. And every once in a while, they're going to get him. But, yep. you know, knowing, knowing that hosing guys and, and you have to be perfect to get them and they're going as hard as they can, they're not even hesitating around third base. The pressure that puts on the outfielders. Yep. Like I said, Sousa had to run a long way to get that ball because it was a blooper and he was playing back. Yeah. So, I mean, for me, it was just the pressure of of Rosario being willing to go there that got them a run. They won game two because of that aggressive base running because they're yeah. not in position to get the walk-off yeah. hit yeah. without it. So yeah. there's a win. There's the biggest win of the year, and that was a huge part of it, aggressive base running. So, Eric, let's hear from today's sponsors. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. You cannot say enough about how great this bullpen has been in the postseason. All the criticism they took, and rightfully so, because they were horseshit for much of the first half. When guys were hurt, the guys were trying to find their roles. Some guys were struggling. Martin was out for a long time, didn't have it back when he caught that. It took him a while to get it back. They were bad for about the half the season. But people dismissed when they got good in September and thought, oh, just wait, just wait. Yeah. Well, they've been damn good since the 1st of September. Yeah. And they are saving the Braves right now because they they're leaning so heavily on Matzik and Luke Jackson pitching every game in the postseason, and they're coming through every time. I know last night uh, Matzik gets charged with two runs. 
that was a bullshit call on that single to, to Heredia. It should have been a single and an error. Yeah. They gave him two earned runs on that and a double. That's ridiculous. That is yeah. an error all the way. That's a single and an error. So he gets one earned run, but not the two. And anyway, that's they, those are the first turn runs that they've given up besides Inoa in the whole postseason. Yep. So Matzik has been huge, and so is Luke Jackson. Yep. And I think that ball's caught. Um, if it's not, you know, Freddie just came into the game. You could jog yeah. around the tunnel all you want, yep. but you need a couple of plays going full speed in the outfield right. and, and getting a feel for it out there. I think if if they don't make that change, which you know, double switch sometimes you just got to put somebody somewhere, and it's just yep. unfortunate. I don't. I'm not criticizing the move, but. It's crazy. The ball just finds you. you and get he's put made catches like that, too, this yep. year, running catches like that. Well, I think if he started the game, he makes that play. Yeah. That, and that's the toughest one, that one coming, running in, sprinting in, rather than you can't at get an beat. angle. If he gets beat deep, you know, yeah. he has to play it somewhat cautious till he knows it's in front of him. If he gets beat deep, it's three runs. Right. So you can never just, if you see the ball off the bat, unless you're just a gold glove freak outfielder like Andrew Jones. Right. I was going to say – I was you know, going to say we got spoiled watching Andrew Jones because he makes that catch every time. Because he was the perfect. master, and he would dive coming forward, and yeah. he he read balls like that in the air better than anybody I've ever seen coming straight at him. And I think Reddy thought about that, and then he got caught in between. Yeah, and you have to weigh it too because if you lay out and miss that ball, yeah, you know it's an extra run, and it wound up being it because he got caught in between and wasn't able to pick right. it, but. I think, you know, I think if he's starting the whole game or or if if it's a guy that's been out there the whole game and getting better reads and comfortable, yeah. that ball's caught and Massick doesn't give up any runs. Yeah. Uh, and Andrew played so shallow, too. He's probably camped under that ball, honestly. He's so shallow because he yeah. was able to get back. He was able to read balls so well. He never It never took him a half step to get going back. He read it immediately. Yep. He was amazing. Um, and, you know. I don't want to say Pache would have caught it because Pache is not worth having in there because of what he get. He doesn't give you anything defensively, but he would have caught that ball. But I think Heredia has caught that ball most of the year too. So, yeah. but you know what? They made up for it. They came back and won it. And for the most part, the defense has been outstanding. The, the infield defense has been incredible. Oh, terrific. Out. Yeah. Terrific. <laughs> that ball Dansby caught the other day when oh, Riley my caught in front of him. And That's he admitted, that- I don't even know how I did it. He goes, I, 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 I put my glove up and the ball went in it. <laughs> Riley went right in front of him, and pulled his glove yeah. back. Yeah, you know, I mean, those those type of things. If you don't have a stud at shortstop, it, it can cost you a run or two. How about the catch Rosario made last night in the left center gap? Yep, sprinting that dude. That's just an underrated play, all around player. He He's is. a good player, man. He's made He's, some catches, running catches at the wall and in the gap. Good yeah, player. He, He's aggressive everywhere he's at. Everything he, he does is aggressive. And that's why, honestly, that's why you've seen him misplay a ball or two. Yeah. You know, he got yep. burned on a ball where he – he it looks he, bad when he does. He read it shallow and he burst in. He went full yep. speed. I got a beat on it and he was wrong. Beat him for a double or a triple. You know, that, right. that's kind of what, especially if he read his first play in the game, he's yep. got to be careful not to do that, you know, because that could really hurt you. But overall, man, the defense and the bullpen, I mean, it's – that's how you win in the in the in the postseason is is your bullpen better be lights out because every game's gonna be close. Yeah. I mean, and and uh uh and your starters haven't been as good as they were in the Milwaukee series, but they've been good two out of three, have been good, and a bullpen has been great and picked yeah. it up. And so the difference is, you know, I mean, and they got and they they haven't had a lot of chances with runners in scoring position, but they've got a few just enough big hits, whereas 
they're preventing the Dodgers or the Dodgers are preventing themselves or a little bit of both. But the Dodgers have been terrible with runners in scoring position. A lot of that's the Braves pitching, but it's it also is. the Dodgers choking on some chances. But the Braves have made some great pitches. Again, their bullpen has made some great pitches in those in those opportunities. Well, they don't buckle. And, I, you know, the most impressive thing for me is that Matzik had the yips. Right. So he's <laughs> been to the he's been to the darkness. Yeah. Yeah. And you see him get out of a big situation, a big jam, and he doesn't even fist pump. That Runner tells me third, one out, strikeout, strikeout, yeah. get out of it. And he just yeah. walks off the field like this is what I do. Yeah. That tells me his confidence is just extremely high. Yeah. And he knows he can do it, you know. Yeah, no doubt. I've I I've seen enough now to be convinced that he's not going to revert. No. I mean, he's been in the pressure cooker repeatedly and come through in it. So Nice to know that if you need, if you're, if, if uh, Will Smith saves like three games in a row, you know, or has a little soreness or whatever, that you can put in Matzik in that situation and you're going to be fine. Or Jackson, you got a righty and a lefty. Luke, yeah. You know, because yeah. I mean, some of the swings, you know, the Dodgers aren't dumb hitters. Yeah. Some of the swings that they're taking on Jackson's slider. Luke can make you look bad, can he? He can. That pitch is, is elite. And now, and, and uh, mentors look really good. Now you got Chris Martin look good, and Webb came through last night. When Webb entered that game, I was worried. Uh, Yeah, I mean, well, he's been a little iffy. The the track record's not there. You know, like the recent track record. You know what he's capable of. You know he's got balls, but he wasn't afraid to throw five straight change-ups yesterday and get a punch out with the game on the line. He was fired up, too, man. You could tell. Oh, I bet. Because when when you don't feel good about a guy – yeah. He doesn't either. You know, he he doesn't know if he can do it. You got to go out there and prove it to yourself. And and he's got just as many nerves as anybody watching. But for hey. me, the, the guy that set the tone is Jesse Chavez. He comes oh, in. Oh, yeah. Hey, I didn't even zero. mention him. Yeah, he comes yeah. in early. I'm like, yeah, they're they're already with, they're using Jesse Chavez. Six pitch inning. Yeah. I mean, that just, you know, that sets the tone for the pen every time the first dude comes in and has a quick, easy one. Yeah. He and Urias are wearing the same glasses. Are they? The white glasses with the straight things that go back. Yeah, they're wearing the same glasses. Chavi doesn't get sweet, uh, cheated in the swag department, that's for sure. <laughs> Don't really, he's got, like, custom Jordan cleats on. Oh, yeah. How about the, How about those high-top white cleats that uh, Eddie Rosario was wearing? Those were sweet, man. The ones I didn't – the ones I wasn't feeling was the cat cleats. You know, the oh, guy I know. Goss, Goss, <laughs> it's like, dude, man, you're, you're making us cat lovers look bad with your cat stuff, you know? <laughs> Come on, man. I love cats, but his cat cleats and his shirts are no, nah, I'm not feeling it either. They're they're almost as bad as uh Bryce Harper's uh fanatic cleats, fanatic, which yeah. are stupid, really stupid. Uh C7, <laughs> C7 asks us, you guys think there's any chance they go back to Ian in game four for a few innings since he threw so few pitches in game two? I don't think so, but I think it probably depends on how the bullpen is looking when they get, they're going to do a bullpen game and you're right. He, the way it's lined up, he wouldn't start again because they're able to go with, if they go bullpen game at four, they're able to go with, uh, well, well, if he threw, if he threw a couple innings in four, he could be ready again for game seven. Right. But the way they, the way they've got lined up though, they can bring Charlie back for game seven because Charlie was going to game three and they go bullpen game. They're lined up where Charlie would go game seven. You'd use, use these Ian is six. Ian would come back yeah. in game six. 
I, w- I would want to save him, you know, because you don't know how these next three games are going to go. The good news is you're going to have an off day, which is saving everybody's pen versus last right. year. Right, but you do want to save him if you need him in game six, I think. Because if, if you use him in a bullpen game in four, and then you go freed in five, who are you going with in six? Especially after you saw what happened to Scherzer. You know, I mean, they don't come in. Right, you're not that. going to have Charlie go on short rest again. That didn't you know, work I out could well see the it last if, time. If, if they got into extras, you know, and he had his yeah. cleats on, he, he's going to be a guy that they're going to say to keep your cleats on for these next few games. Right. Um, probably not Probably not tomorrow, but the day after that, game four or five, yeah, um, I mean, it'll you get be all hands on deck. Sometimes. It'll be yeah. all hands on deck, but they've got – ideally, they won't have to use them because they got two starters right. in their bullpen with Enoa yeah. and Smiley. Now, I know people are going rolling yeah. their eyes, but they've got two starters. And now we've seen Chris Martin pitch a perfect inning. We've seen Mentor come through, and you got Jesse Chavez. So I don't think you have yep. to use Ian. You know, I don't well, think you have Chavez to be empty. I'm like, too. Roberts has made some decisions that I think are going to hurt them. I think they've already hurt them. You know, bring it like the other night. I mean, it worked using using uh, Max to to close, but I don't think you had to do it. You know, no. And even I don't with, think you had to do it. I don't with think that bullpen they with, have, why did you have to have Scherzer's close? Well, and you got a, you got today off. So for me, throwing Urias last night. Yes, when he's your game that, four guy. Yeah, I'm sitting next to Dodgers beat writer, that. and he's going, he's going. This is bold, man. This is ballsy. He goes, I kind of understand because of the matchup, but this is kind of ballsy. Yeah. I mean, he keeps making these moves that, and last night he he has training, training is going great. And he brings in Kinley for the, for one out with two outs. And he gives up the walk off on the first hit on the first pitch. Yeah. I mean, why not just let trying to keep going? Did, did, did he want, was he, he didn't think he could get Rosario out. He's had three singles, but. Yeah. I don't, I mean, Rosario was, hot, was looking but- good. Trinum was I mean, pretty nasty. For me, if you if you asked me if I wanted my team to face Kenley or Trinan, I don't know. I mean, it's toss yeah, up. It's it's not like it's not like Kenley is just head and shoulders above Trinan. Trinan's right. throwing ninety eight with three foot of sink and a nasty slider. Right. I, he's had a couple rough games against the Braves in in the last two years in the playoffs. But right. when I saw that, I was like, man. I mean, it, it just I see. I think you see it a lot in the postseason where managers get nervous and they want to do something. Yeah, <laughs> you know? it's like every game becomes an all hands on deck in this age of bullpenning. You know. Yeah. I mean, the Dodgers bullpened in their first game in Game One. Has that yeah. ever happened of an NLCS Game One with their talent and their their pitching? They bullpened to Game Game One. Never 106 win teams had to do it. There were they they've used 15 pitchers in the game two games. Yeah. I mean, man, it's a different game. Jesus. It really like, is. And how about Gratterall coming in there? My God, the guy threw, I think, nine pitches. It was eight of them were over 100 miles an hour. One yeah. was 99.5, and then it was 100, 100, 100, 101, 101. That he got dude, yanked. he is an animal. Yeah, he got, he got yanked. Yeah. It's almost like they've got too much talent for their own good. <laughs> they got to use them all. Too, too many good choices. <laughs> we got to get about. a perfect matchup, you know? Yep. Yeah. I mean, you can, you can do that though with, with the off day, you know, you, you know, you're going to get you, keep your guys kind of fresh. Everybody gets a day off today. I don't know yeah. if they were trying to stay away from using, you know, a lot of times you don't want to use a reliever for one inning today and then two or three tomorrow, you know, you don't want to stretch them out a ton that second day, even if you do have an off day coming up, cause you feel like they might be, you know, tired or whatever, but it's the playoffs. I wouldn't have been afraid to throw Trinan two yesterday, grab yeah. a roll, at least let him have a full inning. And 
yeah, I mean, I think sometimes managers get a little trigger happy just because they get nervous. I just, uh, yeah, the off days come at a great time for like, uh, obviously, Matzik, he's pitched in every game. I think Luke's pitched in every game too, hasn't he? Yep. And then, and Will Smith, I mean, all these guys, the day off is perfect for them. And now they'll be got three games out here. I mean, I'm not going to be surprised if Matzik pitches in every game. You know, he's got, series. He, yeah. Well, he's I mean, that he's good. Got, he's he's got he's got a rubber arm, and he loves pitching managing, every day. He told Snit. Snit said last night he gets, sticks his head in every day, and he goes, "Skip, I want to pitch, man." There. He loves pitching every day. Well, there's you know, less the off days. Think. You know, I mean, that was one thing I loved when Freddie took over uh, for the Braves was. I, I know he threw us a lot, but I felt like that's why I was good because you don't have time to think or, or you know you just pitched good last night. Go out there and do it again. When you when you get two or three days off is when you can kind of start having some you know some doubt creep into your head, and with Matzik, I'm sure you know he's he's dealt with some some inner beasts in the past. So it's like you know the more you get him out there, let him throw, let him keep building on it, let him keep pitching. If he if if I'm managing with how good he's been and he says he's good today, he's pitching somewhere. Yeah. And that's what Snit said basically. You know, he's like unless it's a blowout, we'll, we'll throw you. He's a sturdy guy. He's a big dude. Yeah, he is. And he's not up there throwing all arm 100 miles an hour, you know? It's easy. And it's uh, upper 90s. Yep. He's nasty. Guys, let's take a quick break, and then we'll finish up the show. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Visit DirecTV.com. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. If you're as obsessed with basketball as I am, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Hey guys, this is JJ Reddick. Twice a week, I'm cooking up something special for basketball junkies on my podcast, The Old Man and the Three. I bring on guests in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, like Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash. Or Paulo Bencaro on his shooting workouts with Kevin Durant. Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron when they were teammates in Miami. But it's not just about the player interviews. Every Monday, I break down the top three things happening around the NBA without the outlandish takes. Often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler, we dive deep into topics like rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? The Old Man of the Three is the only companion podcast you'll need during the playoffs this year. Be sure to listen to The Old Man of the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. How about these numbers on Jock Peterson, dude? This is crazy. He's got 12 homers and a 902 OPS in 65 postseason games, including 40 starts over the last six years. Last six years. His first postseason seven years ago was eh, but Starting with six, he's been great every every postseason. And beginning with the 2017 World Series, this guy has hit 300 with 11 homers, 23 RBIs, and a 971 OPS in 120 at-bats over 49 postseason games, including 28 starts. 11 homers in 120 postseason at-bats. Guys would be thrilled to have that in a regular season. I mean, yeah. you multiply that times five for a regular season, 600 uh, or 700 at bats, 600 at bats. 
600 bats. 60 homers. That's 55 <laughs> homers and 600 bats. <laughs> yeah. And he's pacing the best pitching in the, <laughs> and in a lot the of best. those he was and a lot of those he was coming off the bench. So he's facing relievers. Which is even harder to do, you know, not starting a game and, and he's insane in the postseason. Yeah, and he knows it. Yeah. <laughs> he knows yeah, it. he knows it. He knows it. He came in that dugout after that. And he's like, give it high fives. I'm a bad motherfucker. I'm a bad motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> I saw he said that to Wash too, around in third. But... Oh, yeah. He stopped and said it to Wash. He stopped and gave a low five. <laughs> Wash loved that, I bet. Oh, this you guy. Yeah, I man. think the coolest. The coolest thing that that MLB has been doing is those um, HD side views where they show the hitter hit the yeah. home run and fall around the bases. Yeah. I love being able to see how fast the crowd reacts and jumps on their feet to a home run and then watch yeah. the dude react to it. You know, I think that's the coolest thing MLB has been doing this year is those, those side views of the home They've run. got an overhead camera on a, on, a, on a wire like they do at football, like they've done at yeah. football now for a long time where they have it hanging over the field. They've got one right up the first baseline all the way to that so they can follow the runner. Or point it to the crowd. It's pretty yep. cool. I like it too. Um, by the way, I am amazed at how long they turned it around and got beads for sale in the Braves clubhouse stores. <laughs> Usually it takes a while to get, not only do they have the beads for $5, but they've got like the cardboard packaging on them with it says October beads or October pearls, I should say, selling pearls for $5. And then in the infinity club level where the Will Heald fans are, they got this wall and they got a quote from Peterson that said, yes, the, the pearls are real. And they've got like a hundred stra- strands of pearls hanging from these, from these uh, nails and people and, the, and those fans in that level can just pick up a strand and put them on. So you see all these older middle-aged guys <laughs> and their kids putting on a strand of pearls. The pearls are everywhere in the crowd, man. It's like, it is everywhere already. So that didn't take long at all. That's amazing how fast they turned that around. Hey, if you're raking, people get behind whatever you're doing. There, there's no limit to Everybody's what you can pull guy, off when, when you're doing good in baseball. A lot of fans who don't normally like a brash, cocky guy like that, a colorful guy like are all over this because he's producing. And they yeah. see the effect it's having on the team. It's rubbing off on the team in a good way, you know. And I don't think anybody – we talked about this before. I don't think anybody sees it as him rubbing it in the face of opponents because he's not sitting there staring. It's not like some guys who sit there and talk shit to the opponent. And yeah. you, then you cause friction and you got a guy that's going to throw at your guy the next time up. He's not looking at the opponent and going, you know, fuck you. He's just doing it to his guys, going, yeah. You know, it's just like it's hard to, it's hard to get angry at a guy for doing that. You know, he's not rubbing opponents the wrong way or stopping and pointing at them and saying, you know, he's just doing it to his opponents to get or to get his teammates to get him jacked up and get himself jacked up. Yeah, and the game's totally different now. If, I mean, if he was yeah. doing some of the stuff he was doing, you know, 10, 15 years ago, they right. might throw at him. But you know, I think that's a good turn the game's made where it's just, you know, as long as you're not disrespecting people and actually communicating or staring them down and, and right. talking shit to them, do your thing, man. You hit a ball 450 in, in game two of the NLCS. Oh, Max Scherzer. You got time to look at it. Yeah. <laughs> You know, I think when if you start jogging around the bases real slow and right. doing some other stuff where everybody's got to wait on you and you're making it about yourself, right. but I don't think anybody could, you know, you don't get to care anymore anyway because the whole right. league's kind of gotten on that bandwagon. I mean, did you see Correa when he hit his home run and stood there? The point of his watch yeah. said, it's time. It's my time. <laughs> yeah. I'm sick of that guy, man, because he just keeps – I'm he sick of the Astros right. as a whole. Him and Altuve, you know? my God, they've got like 20 and 18 home runs in the postseason. Those dudes, hate them if you want, but they step up in the postseason. Yeah. 
Yeah, they do. I would love to see a Braves Astros World Series. Braves Red Sox yeah. would be a great matchup. I'd like that better. Because the tradition, the Braves started in Boston and all that. Yeah. That would be a great I'm, matchup. I'm sick of the Astros. I'm sick and of I go the to, And I'd get to cover a World Series in Fenway Park. Are you kidding me? It doesn't That'd get be any better fun. than that. That'd yeah. be awesome. The atmosphere yeah. in Boston would be awesome. So yeah, yeah, did you see Mookie Betts? Uh the fans were asking him if um if the rivalry was what compared, you know, between the Giants and Dodgers, if that rivalry compared to uh Boston right. and New York. And he he you could tell he wanted to give it credit. He's right. just like right. He didn't want to go that far. He's like East Coast fans, they're they're different, man. I mean, right. that's all he really said on it, but he pretty much said no, it's it's another level over over there. I don't know. I think the Giants Dodgers rivalry is the best one right now, just because they're both so relevant. Whereas yeah. Red Sox have sucked a little bit lately. The Yankees have been to a World Series and for uh, I mean, it's just, you know, the Giants and Dodgers, people aren't sick of them like they are the Red Sox Yankees, you know? Yeah. And, and the Especially huge the payrolls and the huge payrolls. Well, the Dodgers have a huge payroll, but and there's serious hate between the Giants and Dodgers, especially Do- uh, Giants fans or Dodgers fans hating Giants. I mean, there's some hatred. There's been violence, you know, in the parking oh. lots at those games at Dodger Stadium. Every I mean, Dodger secu- game. Yeah. I mean, the security for that series had to be through the roof. I feel like every every big Dodger series, I see some some fans beating the shit out of each other show up on the feed. You know, I'm just yeah. sure I wouldn't feel good walking around that, that stadium at night with a Braves jersey on tomorrow. But. People who may think that, the you know, they may think La La Land and all that and like it's all. Not that neighborhood. <laughs> that crowd is rough, dude. Yeah. The Dodger crowd is not a soft crowd by any stretch. They just see the stars there that they show and the, rich people, and the rich people behind home plate, you know, the upper deck and bleachers, and Scott Boris, upper deck and feature. You've got working class folks there. Yeah. And you got all ethnicities. You've got a mix. You got a, you got a nice mixed uh, crowd. It's, it's a, I mean, I love it. I love I the too. crowd at Dodger stadium because it's not just well-heeled. It no. is the, it is the actual LA and all of its neighborhoods there. Mm-hmm. I like it. It's not like Yankee Stadium where they've priced out the working man there. They've yep. priced them out. The bleachers and upper deck at Dodger Stadium are still working class to the yep. large extent. It's a good crowd, man. I like them. And they get into it. They love the Dodgers. Oh, they're nasty during BP or when you're warming yep. up in the pen. Yeah. You know, you don't get those people sit behind home plate. You get some yeah. dudes that have been sauced up, you know, yep. working a nine to five, and they won't let you know how much they hate you. And yet that stadium too, it's it's quiet in the bullpen because all the energy and sound is directed back onto the yeah. field. But you think it's loud in the pen, and then you run out that gate, and that whole right field line and left field or right field bleachers, they let you have it. Yeah. And it's like the volume triples the second you run through that gate. And they It'll have the music, atmosphere. and the music is so loud that the people have to raise their voices to be heard above it. <laughs> the so pile everything's of louder. Everything's louder. I mean, it's just loud from the moment they turn that music up an hour before the game or with 30 minutes before the game. It is loud there. Yeah, it's, it's a party. Yeah. yeah. The Braves turn it down. I, I remember we used to ask them when we were at Turner Field to turn it up like they did in San Francisco. Right. And the guy, you know, there's there's just a different mix of fans. It's, you know, it's more of a family type of atmosphere. Yeah, at, at they would not Anaheim. put up. They would not put up with the, the volume that there is at Dodger Stadium. Oh at, my at God, Truist it's loud. Park with the families, it's loud. It's like a concert level at times. <laughs> the, I've never heard a stadium louder than that Uribe home run off a of Carpenter in 2013. Yes. Yeah. I thought the stadium was going to crumble. When they had Hesop Choi, 
Bowman and I were talking about this. We'd never seen anything like in the in the press box because it's an old stadium and the press box kind of hangs down from the upper deck there. When he saw Choi come to the plate, the crowd in unison with chant, he saw Choi and they're stomping their feet. The press box was shaking <laughs> at shaking. Dodger Stadium when he yeah. saw Choi would bat. It was crazy, yeah. man. But uh, it's almost a shame that game two, well, not for the Braves because it, 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 for them, it's good that they're not on night games or weekend games. But the first game is two o'clock on a Tuesday. So I'm interested to see how loud it'll be. I don't think it'll be quite as loud as it is for some games there, but we'll see. Two o'clock on a Tuesday. That's asking a lot of people to be jacked up at that time. Down 0-2. You know, Down if, they were up, if they were up to nothing, it, 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 I think a lot more people would take the day off. But it, it'll be – it'll be. They, I've never been there, and, and especially with – they just have this giant pile of speakers in center field. It's yes. not even organized. It's like they, they just bought – 600 speakers off of Craigslist from, from Eric, it wasn't for a long time. Eric, it is now they changed it last year. Now they've got oh, they it. Did. Oh, it's just as loud, but now they've got an actual concert set up there. So like oh, when okay. a band plays there, I don't think the band even has to bring their own equipment because they've got the full on concert speaker system in center field there. But now it looks neat before you're right. It was all disheveled. They had the it's black like, thing hanging there for a batter's eye. They cleaned it up out there and oh, made it did. where it's, yeah, where center field now, you can walk across there between the seats. You can walk. There's a walkway, and you can go underneath too. But the speakers are as big and loud as ever. Yeah, yeah they used to look like a, a Jenga stack of speakers. <laughs> you know, like it just it looked like that Ken thing not Nugent was going to play or something. Yeah, man. But they they don't even in BP they don't they blast it. I mean, you yeah. can't hear each other talking in the outfield during BP. But that stadium definitely has a different energy. Yeah, it was the setup. It looked like you know Led Zeppelin in the seventies had left their speakers behind. For the- it might have been from the seventies, honestly. <laughs> yeah. They didn't update a lot of that stadium, and, and they the turned it up years. so loud that you'd hear the speakers cracking. Man, they were like overloading yep. them. Now they've yeah. got new speakers. They don't overload them. They're so loud, but they don't overload them. They've got top of the line concert shit, man. <laughs> well, they, the Braves got guys that can handle that, though. A lot of them been there before. Oh yeah, they I think played they- there. They played there with 50,000. They played there yeah. with crowds of 50,000 already or 40 to 50,000 already in that series this year. So they know what to expect. And they were here in the postseason two years ago. Yeah. And what makes Three this team ago. special too is, you know, they they got that special ability to fight back. It's like every time they've been down and you've been like, shit, they're probably going to lose this one or, or it's going to be tough yeah. to get back in this game. You know, they, they answer right back with a two-run homer when they get down too. You know, there's, yeah. there's a special vibe for this team. Well, we know two people that are absolutely not going to be affected by anything here. Yeah. Jock Peterson and 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 Charlie Morton. Charlie pitched yep. against these guys in the postseason. Charlie's been to so many postseasons now, World Series with the Astros in that den there, then going to Tampa Bay, pitching against the Astros. Charlie's been through it all. Nothing's going to face that guy. Absolutely no. nothing. No environment that he faces is going to face him. And no environment that Jock faces is going to face him. Yeah, and yeah. I thought the Braves were so smart. Now I'm looking at it. You know, I thought it was a little a little risky, but then I thought about what you said, having Charlie start on the road, that first one at Dodger Stadium. Yeah. Um, I think it was a pretty smart play. Getting getting Charlie's normal rest. You know, I mean, you saw, you saw how Scherzer yeah. looked yesterday. Um, and, and Charlie came back on short rest yeah. the previous game, game four. Now he's got extra rest. Yeah, now he's ready. And I think if – I think if, if – uh, Ian had started out like that at Dodger Stadium, it would have been really tough for him to limit it to two runs. They'd have had to get him out in the first or second inning. 
Yeah. Cause that crowd would have been bananas. Yep. And I don't know, man, I'm not saying, I mean, he's, he's shown he can handle it, but it would have been a whole different atmosphere than it was at our, at uh, truest park, you know, yeah. in Atlanta, it would have been, uh, yeah, <laughs> it would have got ugly. And I think they would have probably got, had to get eight innings from the bullpen. Yeah. So, and being up 2 0, it's just, God, it's just huge for them, man. Yeah. They only need to win one out here and take it back, leading 3 2. And then all you got to do, and knowing it's going to go seven. If you win one here, you know it's going to go seven unless you close it out in six. Yeah. And home field, man. Home field's big in the playoffs. Oh, yeah. Truist Park was rocking, man. I mean, it's not like Dodger Stadium rocking from the first pitch, but the moment that somebody does something, Truist Park gets loud. It'll be yeah. quiet when there's nothing going on. But once somebody does something, it gets really loud. And they start doing the chop and all that shit. And it gets loud. And I'm telling you, man, whether you like the chop, think it's racist or whatever, when they turn them lights out and those people have got the phones doing the chop, it is unlike anything else in baseball. Yep. It's something. Hey, you get a little used to people, it in Atlanta. 40,000 people doing it in unison. Yeah. It's, per, it's pretty special. It's cool. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, I, I think that I think they're in a good spot, but do you they're think in a that, great uh, spot? Do you think Mookie was going to run that ball down last night? The one Riley hit? I didn't. I thought it was hit too hard. I thought it was hit too hard. I thought it was going to go off the wall. I mean, he he blistered it. Yeah, that, uh, that happened quick. Yeah. I think if Mookie's in right field, he throws out Rosario. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, at second. <laughs> oh no! At home, at home, I, yeah. I can't believe right field. Rosario went to went tagged up to second on a fly ball to left. Yeah, they make so many position changes too that guys probably aren't even get, they're getting used to playing somewhere. You know, they're getting comfortable in a new environment, new stadium. I don't know. I just think I think they go overboard with the platooning sometimes and the interchangeable parts and all that. But you know. Well, who am I to argue? They've had a lot of success, but I just think I think yeah. Smith's outmanaged Dave Roberts in the first two games. Yep. You know, it's funny to watch a series though. Both fans are screaming for their manager. You know, both fan yeah. bases want their manager fired. It's hard for them I to think, bitch about what Smith's done so far. And they're pretty quiet. His yeah. critics are pretty quiet so far. His his move to work, you know. On Twitter, I, I thought, they can't they can't bitch about what's happened so far. He's got him two wins from the World Series. Yeah. And up 2-0 on the Dodgers, the 107-win Dodgers, who just beat the Giants in a best of five. Yeah. yeah in no, San Francisco with their home field advantage. You know? Yeah, I the, mean. The, the, the bringing Urias in last night was the one thing I looked at and was like. Yeah. I don't know about this one. Because even if it works, you know, I mean, <laughs> he's been one of your best. Brace you Ross want him throwing more than one inning. Braves are also the only team of the remaining four that didn't have a top seven payroll. They're in the middle of the pack payroll. Got you know? that magic. Um, you know, but we're talking like this, but you're right. I mean, it could change real quick. I could easily Fast. see them losing game three with Bueller. As good as Charlie is, Walker Bueller is he's gonna be he's gonna finish top three Cy Young. And he's at yep. home. So you got Walker yep. Bueller going game three. They could easily win game three. And then you got a Brazer planning a game four bullpen game four. I could easily see him losing game four with a bullpen game. So it could be two, two in a hurry. And that, the thing about bullpen games for me, and they need to know, get some big hits. You got to score some runs, obviously, but yeah. you know, it's, it's, it's kind of a strategy. A lot of teams have gone to, I mean, I, this is, I've seen more bullpen games this postseason than I can ever remember. 
mm-hmm. especially in big ones, like a game one no bullpen doubt. game, game two bullpen game. You know, yeah. you're just, you're expecting it to be kind of the way it's been. But the thing that, that gets me with the bullpen game is if one guy has an off day, you know, you're counting on exactly so many guys to be locked in where when you have a starter, if he shows yeah. up, you got four, five, six innings, maybe seven right. locked down and you right. know what you're going to get from that guy. And, you know, even with the third time through the order thing, a lot of times I'm watching it like when Eovaldi got yanked. Yeah. And it almost backfired, but they got Judge at home. Yeah. When he got yanked, I'm like, you know what you're getting out of him. I know it's third time through the order or whatever, but he is nasty. And the other team's discouraged. When you go bullpen game, every time a guy comes in and blows him away, they don't have to think, you know, how are we going to hit this guy? Because it's somebody else. You just have to yeah. hope one of these dudes sucks and you put up your numbers on them. So for me, those bullpen games are a little sketchy, but it's kind of hard to argue with a team like Tampa that's, you know, done it for years right. and, and done right. as well as they And they've, they've done. built their team around that too. Yeah. I do like the Braves in a bullpen game only because, like I said, they've got two starters. They've got – and if one of them can go three or four innings or both of them, each of them can go two or three innings – all of a sudden your bullpen, your regular three guys only have to do what they normally do. Yeah. And it's great to fall back on if you get into extra innings and you could throw Enoa, Smiley, or Anderson, you know, guys that at least, you know, you know, I know Smiley struggled, but you know, if he, if he comes in locked in, he can give you three, four innings. And if he's locked, you know, but you're going to have to pinch it anyway. Um, and, And what I love though, is the fact for the Braves is that they've got, they've got, uh, max there in game five so if they, if worse yeah. comes to worse and they lose these next two and i don't think they will i think they're going to win one of them but if they do lose these next two nice knowing you got max free to pitch game five before you go home he'll be up for it you oh, know man, he's up he's for been, it it's been great man the guy's been terrific yeah. his last game out he didn't have his best stuff and he still had put up good numbers yep. so you got to think he's due he's not going to have two mediocre starts in a row for him mediocre so Hey, Dave Roberts is doing his interview at the ballpark right now, Dodger Stadium. I got to get over there here. We're not, Braves aren't doing their thing until, uh, what, it's 640, 340 here now. The Braves aren't doing their thing until 530. So, because they were flying in this afternoon. But they, they're going to be And playing. then they're going to work out. They're getting off the plane and working out. Uh, it's a optional workout. So, I don't think there'll be many guys. There'll be some there. Shit, I'm showing up. <laughs> there'll be some there. There'll be some for sure. But. Yeah, they, they didn't make them fly early, though. They, they may let them – they could have flown after the game. Yeah. They, they could have flown after the game, but they let them go home and spend the night. Sleep in your own bed. And they left at like 11, 11 from the uh, stadium, I think. So, yeah. So, this time tomorrow uh, – what? This time tomorrow, we're going we're gonna to have a good idea because they're starting at 2. Early start out here, four o'clock, 5 o'clock in the East Coast. Hmm. All right. shadows aren't good. All right, well, it's exciting, man, to think where this team was a couple of months ago, three months ago. Yep. Isn't it yep. something? Isn't it something? I mean, they went into the season thinking World Series or bust, and everybody's like, well, I guess you'll have to reevaluate that. You'd be lucky to make the playoffs. Well, <laughs> they got a real good yep. chance right now of advancing further than they did last year. Yeah, but the, they went into the playoffs hot, though. You know, it's better that way than starting off the season on fire, wrapping and up. Guys the have said that. Same thing we've said. Dansby said the same thing. Guys have said that. How much it was better for them to have to push all the way to the end. Mm-hmm. I've said that all along. I always think that. I think the worst thing for these teams is, is that they could wrap it up two weeks before the season's over and then try to get, you know, and go into casual mode, rest guys, relax, and then try to kick it up in gear again, intensity. 
Yeah, they got to play two straight series, San Diego and Philly. Yeah. That were basically playoff series because you were trying to send somebody home. And you're trying to get were still in it. Yeah. And the Phillies still had an outside hope of sweeping the Braves and, and winning the division. Yeah. So, yeah, I think it really benefited them. So, all right. Well, we'll do this again when we do it again. Uh, I guess it depends on what happens here. Yeah. Friday. We'll see if we can get it in Friday. Should be good. All right. Thanks, everybody. We appreciate it. 755 is real. Enjoy the games. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.